sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Hello and welcome to another episode, the first of 2023. It's the Betting Edge podcast on Sports Grid. My name is Ryan May or Mayday if you prefer. I am joined as always by the gambling guru Samir Moneyline Mergy and we are back with a bang. We're rolling up on the NFL playoffs. It's the new year and it's going to be a good one. Mergy, how are your new year celebrations? Man, it, oh, my, my celebrations were good. I didn't do too much. Thanks for asking. Uh, but I'm more excited for, for the year coming up. Like we, we did a review in sports last time out. We talked about how good 2022 was in, in the sporting world. Uh, but for, for us, like personally, we've been killing it on this podcast. We've been making so much money and I'm excited for us to continue doing that. Right. Like we just started Ryan and like, bro, we're up 20 units. In the in the picks that we've given out between the two of us over the past few weeks or so, uh, he, we're up twenty point seven five units. Yes, Buddy, yes. What that is more than, nuts. <laughs> mind you, more than half of that is because of the World Cup, right? Like we had Argentina to win. We gave that out as an official pick before the tournament started. We also had Messi to win the Golden Ball at um, beautiful be- before the tournament started, and those two in themselves gave us ten units. 10 point something units um, themselves. But putting that aside, over two months, going up 10 units while giving out just a couple of plays each week, I think is phenomenal. Uh, so I, I'm so excited. I've been hyped thinking about that all day. I'm so excited to see what we do the rest of this year uh, because we're going to be making all of you listeners money and ourselves money. So who's not to be happy and excited about that? Plus. 10 units in just over two months guys imagine what's going to happen at the end of 12 months at the end of 2023 wow it has been fun we're not and that doesn't count even some of the fun stuff we've been doing like the money line and mayday matchup uh wherein i've been making lots of money mergy (laughs) hasn't been making that much money but um i have definitely been doing it with my nice five three and one record yes um Perfect. Do you want to do you, you want to start there for this week, Mergy? Yeah, we might as well. I think we were, we already talked about a record. I, I wanted to finish off say or start off by saying that's how we finished twenty twenty two. We made you guys money plus twenty units in in a couple of months. We could start fresh from now and and count twenty twenty three as a separate total. Uh, Let's but do we that. will be reminding you as an of an overall total uh, as the months go on. But starting fresh today, zero dollars. Zero win loss record. Uh, let's, let's see uh, how we do this uh, year. Except in the matchup, which I'm still five, three, and one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to the matchup. We'll get to the matchup. You are five, three, and one. Luckily, you got back on the W column last week. So tell me what it is. What do you got for me today? What are we watching this weekend? All right. So we could have taken the Saturday Saturday night football game between is it the Vikings and the Titans? I think the that's Saturday what, I, night football. Is the Jaguars Jaguars and the Titans? Titans. We could have done that. We could have done that, but that was not the line that I liked the best, and (laughs) I won last last time out, so I get to choose. We're taking the Packers minus four and a half. I said Aaron Rodgers was washed on three straight episodes. He is unwashed. (laughs) He is good. They are good. They are gonna get into the playoffs, and it's gonna be a great escape and a and a. I, I don't really know what to say. I'm just I'm just a fan of riding guys when they're doing poorly and also then also riding them when uh, they're doing well. So we're taking the Packers minus four and a half, which means, Samir, you get the Lions plus four and a half, which isn't terrible. Like, yes, usually uh, I would agree with that. It's not terrible. They are honestly one of the best teams at covering the spread in the NFL, right? The Detroit Lions, their third best with a 68% cover record this season however however uh Aaron Rodgers is not watched like it's like he was listening to our podcast okay a couple weeks ago or 
what a month or two ago you were talking about how Aaron Rodgers was washed and when you first brought it up I was kind of hesitant to agree with you as the weeks went on you kept saying it and I was like yeah man like I, there's nothing I can say he's definitely washed he, he doesn't look like he's in it he looked like he wasn't looked like he didn't give a shit and maybe that's exactly what it was maybe he knew the team was injured he knew there was nothing really he could do why is he why is he going to put all the effort in into those games when he could just save it for the second half of the season which is what they've done the Packers they got healthy they the defense was was back in top form and they have killed it they're on what a three-game win streak and they're looking like they're gonna they're gonna make the playoffs so I wouldn't bet against them in the spot thankfully it's at, at I have Lions plus four and a half so like you know like I can hope for a close game and I'll win the bet but I'm I'm not looking too happy about my chances to to get a dub this week and you're probably going six to three. Uh, it's going to be a, a hard, a hard hill for me to climb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have no shame. I'm just going to keep. I, I definitely said he was washed. It is what it is. Uh, <laughs> I think it was maybe he didn't give, he didn't care very much. But now we're rolling with him. Uh, for those of you who don't know, in the money line and made a matchup, one of us gets to pick a side. The other has to take the other side, and uh, winner gets to pick again next week. So <laughs> you got to get pretty lucky with a pick maybe the lions plus four and a half is your lucky one mergy we'll have to yeah we'll, we'll have to see well i honestly for some reason i had faith in the buccaneers doing it on christmas <laughs> and they stunk it up so no christmas coal in your stocking <laughs> yes coal in my stocking you know what i hope brady got coal in his stockings too because <laughs> my man did not show up till the second half of that game but then he showed up. He showed up this most recent week, going for his best uh, outing of the season. Yeah. So he gave. He gave. At least he was. At least he was in the New Year spirit this year. Maybe he wasn't <laughs> feeling the Christmas spirit. Um, I guess Christmas is family time. So like you know, he was missing his family a little bit around that time. And then New Year's, he he got to be with his his girl and uh, enjoy the night a little bit more. <laughs> yes. So, Mergy, last week was championship weekend in fantasy football. Uh, you weren't in any of your championships, unfortunately, were you? I was third place. Gay, I was fighting for third place in my my screwed up league that we mentioned we talked about on the podcast the other week. Yeah. Uh, the, the commissioner who who made that rule, for those of you who don't know, I was in a 10-man NFL fantasy league all season. Uh, and... The original rule was only, I think, six people would make the playoffs. And then midway through the season, not even midway through the season, two or three weeks before playoffs, they all decide and vote that eight out of 10 people should make the playoffs. Gross. The guy who made it in in eighth place beat me in the semifinals and has now won the championship. So, like, this guy was and not that even guy's supposed the to, commissioner. And that guy's the commissioner. He wasn't even supposed to be in the playoffs to begin with. Uh, so I, I call I call a scam. Uh, thankfully, ending in third place, I don't have to give out any money. Um, I do not. I don't have to pay the entrance for the fee for the league. Uh, but I should have. I should have been fighting for that first place. How did you do? You were in the championship. I know that. I was in the championship. I was banking on the Dallas Cowboys, and then I was banking on the Cook brothers. I changed my. I got a little cocky. I changed my team name to Let's Cook, <laughs> uh, and then decided I was gonna bench Jerry Judy and bring in James Cook off the bench. So James Cook ended um, with one point two fantasy points. Jerry Judy had twenty two point two six. Um, but we I won. We still came won, away man. with the chick chip. We oh. came away with the chip. Holy shit! Congrats, dog. That's so sick. That yes. is so sick. It, you rode the Dallas Cowboys all year, and I mean, they could serve you well. It served you well. They're making it to the playoffs, and, and they're looking really strong. They did, man. That's and honestly, I'm I bit played fantasy for two seasons now. Lost in the finals last year. Came back, same league. Took it this year. I'm very, very happy with the situation. That's Thank great, you. man. That's honestly Thank awesome. Thank you. Congrats on that win. Maybe we'll have to launch a little fantasy episode at the beginning of next season when we do some draft. Uh, yeah. We do some draft stuff because I don't see any reason why not. We both do fantasy. We both. I agree with that. Run this podcast. Do you do you play uh, MLB fantasy by any chance? I haven't before, but I think I'm going to this year. We are both joining it this season. It's Great. gonna help me. It's gonna help me learn a lot more of the players. That's how I did it uh, for which NFL, is, which is how I'll get more into the sport. And I, I believe, 
that spring training is coming up not too far away, so we can maybe have a fantasy episode showing uh, how not knowledgeable I am about MLB. Uh, we'll have to get an uh, expert we can, on. We can see what's going on. No, we definitely maybe like uh, Donnie Wright side can come on or some, our some leagues that guy. we get our leagues that we get into. We're gonna have such a benefit over them by having this expert drafting with <laughs> us. Is that fair? Is that like? Within the ethics of fantasy football, uh, fantasy uh, baseball, to draft I, with an expert. I know people who get other people to draft literally for them. So screw what people say. <laughs> uh, if we get advice from a betting expert who knows the sport, like that's not cheating in my opinion. I think we're just we're just calling a friend. <laughs> yeah, it's, okay, fair. I think and every good game show has a call a friend option. Exactly. We know that. So. Okay, all right, Mergy, let's get into our bets that we have going for this week. Um, we One thing I would like to point out is we have no guests today. Uh, earlier this... What do you mean? Week, Maybe you're our guest. Okay, fine. We have a guest today <laughs> who is kind of a guest, kind of not really. Hello, it's me. My name is Ryan May. I introduced myself like 10 minutes ago at the beginning. <laughs> um, we're going to be sort of... We did an... Uh, an about mergy episode a couple days uh, a couple weeks ago and you should go check that out because he is the expert here and he is someone you should be listening to and in that episode we tell you uh, all about his journey your journey to uh, becoming a sports gambling guru and uh, give you sort of the reasons why you should be listening to him so we're gonna do something kind of similar today with me and uh, I don't know if I'm going to have as many reasons as to why you should be listening to me, but I will try and make it entertaining nonetheless. Hey, man, you are an <laughs> expert in sports. You always have been, and you're the other half of this podcast. You can't just have an episode about me and then not have an episode about you, our main host for The Betting Edge. So as Michael Scott likes to say, how the turntable. Yes, how the turntables uh, indeed. Very, I'm very excited <laughs> for this interview. We'll get there in a second, but you mentioned this game to bets. That's why people listen to us. We win you guys money up 20 units with the podcast so far. Uh, cough, thank you, Messi. Thank you, Messi. <laughs> but regardless, back to our bets for this week. You know me, I'm sticking with the NFL. Um, I like the Steelers on the money line. Okay, don't get me wrong. Minus 154 is not a pretty number. Any way you look at it. However, the Steelers, their backs are against the wall again. They need the win for to get into the playoffs to the postseason. They did that this in a comeback last second victory over the Ravens the other day. They're not letting that all go to waste. Not only that, against rivals, Cleveland Browns. Not only that, against Deshaun Watson. I think the whole nation would love to see this happen. Give me the Steelers yes. money line at minus 150. Makes my heart happy. My Steeler, my black and gold heart happy. Yeah. Let's just let's just hope that we uh let's hope that the Steelers can take it. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm in it minus one fifty four. If it falls below minus one sixty, I don't even need to think about it. I know I'm in. Yes. Okay. That's, no, that's, huge. That's that's what we talked about. You taught me. You taught me. And well, I do <laughs> I did teach you all. And I do have one other play. Um it's kinda iffy. Okay. I want to get your opinion on it but it is okay. saturday afternoon game kansas okay. city chiefs away to the las vegas raiders the raiders new quarterback last time out impressed everybody yeah. but they're still nine and a half point underdogs to the chiefs now this is because the chiefs don't know what's happening with that bills Bengals game the chiefs don't know what place the bills are going to end in and the chiefs this one could still, you know, be first place, have that buy in the in the playoffs. Um, met, like, of course, it was sad what happened uh, to uh, on on Monday Night Football in the the Bills and Bengals game. It was, of course, it was tough to see, but but like the reality of the situation is that means the Bills players might not be too up to the game when it restarts, and. The, that kind of gives the Chiefs an advantage here, in my opinion. I think the Chiefs are going to look at this game against the Raiders. Like, let's blow them out of the water. I like the Chiefs to cover the spread, minus nine and a half. Um, I also like the Chiefs to be covering the spread at halftime at minus five and a half. Uh, because I think they're going to start the game balls deep, go out and try to, to like destroy the Raiders so that they could rest Mahomes in the fourth quarter. They could rest Kelsey come the fourth quarter. 
What do you think, Mayday? Should we go for full-time? Should we go for half-time? I mean, ultimately, if they're playing for the bye, I have no issue taking them on either of them. Uh, I don't think it's... I'm gonna, so I'm going to throw out a first-half spread in one of these games because I think that scores going on at the same time might impact that game once we get into the second half. I don't think that that's going to be the case with the Chiefs. So um, I would probably just roll with the full-time spread. I definitely think they could win by two scores pretty Let's comfortably. Do Let's do it. Kansas City Chiefs minus 9.5 at minus 105 odds. Very tasty odds. It's slightly yeah. better than even. Uh, if yeah, you can I get like the that. Chiefs at that money, that's nice. Like I, they're, they're kind of my favorites to win the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. I was alluding to, to it last week, and we'll get more into I have into to say, buddy, that doesn't make you special. They are literally the top-ranked team for the yeah, Super Bowl right, I know, right now. Like, like they are, <laughs> but I feel like if you're looking at people's predictions, like they're not saying Chiefs. No, I think that's The bookies are, are, are believing in them, but people aren't because, I don't know, people don't realize that these guys got even better without Tyree Kill. Like, they look like a better machine. Mahomes is that much more mature and experienced and overall better. And he has a point to prove after, you know, not winning it last year. So uh, I like yeah. Mahomes. I like Mahomes to have, uh, bounce back this playoffs, have a great playoff postseason. And, like, the team themselves have the experience to get it done. Forget the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. We'll go get. We'll touch more on that next week because we're gonna have an NFL playoff preview next week once we kind of know what's going down and when the games are gonna be. But overall, this weekend, Chiefs visiting Vegas minus nine and a half. Give me that. That's money. That and Steelers money line. Those are my two picks for the weekend. Okay, I have one uh, in football with your hands and one with football with your feet. So we're gonna. I'm gonna. Gonna, I told you a little bit that I was going to have a first half spread. So the Dallas Cowboys are now in the interesting position of potentially being able to win their division, which three, four weeks ago looked very, very, very unlikely indeed. But now uh, with the Eagles dropping a game to the Saints, which if you were listening to last week's Spaces and podcast, we did say was something that could very, very likely happen and that we may have even teased it a little bit uh, as a bet we placed. I don't know if you ended up actually placing anything on that one, Mergy, but uh, it felt definitely like uh, the Eagles have something something brewing there that isn't too, isn't too tasty. Um, and there's something in, something about in the water in Dallas right now, man. So I'm going to take... The first half spread on the Cowboys against the stinky, stinky commanders, minus four and a half. Uh, if the Cowboys get to halftime and they find that the Eagles are up two scores on the Giants, they might take it a little bit easier, rest a little bit of guys. They're still in the playoffs either way. So I'm kind of thinking that first half spreads the safer option here. I don't hate them on the full time spread, but. Uh, just based on the fact that they're going to have to go balls to the wall in the first half, minus four and a half against the Stinky Commanders, that is at minus 110 evens as it should be. I, Reggie, I love any that. thoughts? I love that. I think the first half is the better option here for sure because, um, like you said, balls to the wall, they're going to want to come out strong. Not only that, they're going to want to put the game away, completely away in the first half. I think they go up by two, maybe even three scores in the first half, especially against the Commanders team who... Let's be honest, they're disappointed, man. Their head coach didn't even know that they had a chance to be eliminated in their game last weekend. Um, that he, was, he found that out was the, the craziest one of the that's one of the craziest <laughs> clips I've watched in a long time. It was like you can't, you can't even like they tried to cover it up after, like you can't even cover that up. You saw the surprise on his face. Genuine shock. shock. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> and it sucks to be all commanders fan, but I feel like it sucks even more to the squad themselves, right? This is the guy they have faith in. They're putting their faith in to lead their team. Um, and these players, I think they're just going to be out of it. This is like, you know, like, let's just get out of here, finish the season off. Um, we don't care what happens in this game. And I think on the other side of things, you mentioned Cowboys want to put it away. They don't want any chance to lose this game because they know if the Eagles somehow lose against the Giants backups, um, then the Cowboys could would, would take that first place spot. So I love it. I love it here. The first half uh, spread is the way to go. Um, maybe depending how the Eagles game's going down, avoid taking the second half spread or the full game spread because if Eagles are just dominating the Giants, Cowboys are going to pull their starters second half. 
But if it looks close, you could grab the second half spread live. Yeah. Never forget. Never forget about that live betting. We are going to actually have a crash course on live betting two weeks from now on the betting edge podcast but that is a promo for a later date um so let me give you my bet for football with your feet <laughs> um but first i kind of need to ask you about this one so samir you got kind on the wall there we know you are yes. a man city fan are city taking the domestic cup seriously this year in england because they have chelsea in the fa cup this week they if they're taking it seriously they're going to win if they're not i am going to i might have to rethink this bet and just take both teams to score i'll be honest with you uh pep guardiola team will always take it seriously uh Great. man's a serial winner he loves to to get the trophies and not only that i think he feels the pressure from arsenal this season uh he knows the champions league's not a for sure shoe in at all right he knows that and mm-hmm. he doesn't count on that every year as it so never he, could be if he's looking at it and and the EFL Cup, um, the I'm sorry, the FA Cup, FA Cup's always the hardest to win. This is going to be the um, the the challenge that they're facing this coming weekend. But um, I think that I think that Pep wants to guarantee at least some chances for silverware. And if if he's already going to concede the fact that um, City have a chance to not win the Premier League, and of course City has a chance to not win the Champions League, they've never done it. Uh, he needs to he needs to focus on these cup uh, cup ties uh, to not only get the squad reinvigorated to to motivate the players, uh, but to keep the fans happy as well. So I think the I think Man City is going to go full out for the cup games. Okay, in that case, so I think they're going to beat Chelsea. It's at home. Um, I don't see, uh, so actually rather it's, uh, it's not at home, but, uh, irrelevant of that fact. <laughs> um, I still think city are going to win. They're the much better side than Chelsea Holland. If he plays is going to score. Yeah. Uh, that being said, Chelsea is still a good side. I think they can get a goal against city. who have looked, looked a little bit vulnerable at the back at a couple points this season. Mm-hmm. They aren't an iron wall as they have been in some years. So both teams to score and City to win is at a really tasty plus 195. If you don't want to pick a winner, plus 112 for just both teams to score. Also not bad, but I'm rolling with the winner to be City. Both teams to score, yes, plus 195. One one angle you may may want to think about in that game uh, is I think Chelsea's going to be playing their backups. Uh, Possibly. so, so I really think that it, they be... really need to fight to get into the Champions League. Yes, exactly. And um, and City and Chelsea are playing each other in the EPL uh, to, as of tomorrow uh, that we're doing recording this podcast. So it would be January 5th, right? Just a few days before they play each other on the weekend. So I really think Man City will win in this spot. I agree with that. The both teams to score. Yeah, City have not looked dominant on defense at all. They leak in goals. The one thing I'm maybe a little iffy about is Chelsea getting that goal because who's going to be playing for them? Uh, but then again, then again, Man City has been dominant for now year enough years that uh, they're one of the teams people like to to show up against. They're like one of those teams that the, these youngsters, especially, they grew up watching City dominate. They're gonna want a chance in one of their first starts for Chelsea. They're gonna want to show up and and play well against the juggernauts that are Man City currently. So uh, I like I like your bet. I, I really like your bet. Another angle I'd like to look at it is maybe you look at the spread. Maybe you take Man City minus one at plus one thirty. I feel like that's the like to, the EPL. That's game. also pretty good. Yeah, the EPL game is going to be hard. I think that that might even be a draw between yeah. Man City Chelsea. Chelsea's going to play their best eleven. Raheem Sterling's going to start, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Then we come three days later, they play each other in the FA Cup. I think Man City will win like 3-1, 4-1. I do think both teams are going to score. I think City's just going to score a lot more because City has been kind of sloppy recently. Julian Alvarez hasn't started. That's the game he's going to start. It's going to be his first start since the World Cup. He's going to score. He's going to, he's going to be active. I think uh, City will run away with, with the game on the weekend. Okay. All right. So those are our bets. Uh, we had the I, Steelers. Sorry? 
Uh, oh no, finish. Yeah, we had this. You can recap. Steelers money line. We had the Chiefs minus nine and a half on the full spread for the full game. We had the Cowboys minus four and a half versus Washington on the first half spread, and Chelsea versus Man City. City to win. Both teams to score plus one ninety five. So those are our four bets. We also have the money line and made a matchup. Packers minus four and a half. I got to choose. I still even <laughs> like that as a regular bet. If you wanted to lay it, I think they'll probably cover that. So Mergy has to be on the Lions plus four and a half. That is mostly the betting segment wrapped up. Mergy, anything you want to add? There is actually one thing, and I've been itching to get it out. Um, I'm sure you could tell. Uh, I am looking at the football, the, the futures for the NFL, okay? I'm looking at the player awards and there's a couple of them that are kind of interesting, but the most interesting to me, comeback player of the year. Currently they have Christian McCaffrey and Geno Smith tied at plus plus one fifty. Um, I think if the Seahawks get into the playoffs this weekend, like Geno's going to have a great, great, great um, opportunity to win that. And he might even be a little more favored than McCaffrey. However, currently as this podcast comes out, Take Christian McCaffrey plus 150 for comeback player of the year. I think he's in a great spot to get that. Of course, everyone's upset with um, with his injuries over the past few years, but he came back. He had over 1,000 rushing yards this season. He had over 700 receiving yards this season. He killed it. He had a couple of games getting over 100 rushing yards with um, the 49ers, who we know like to spread the ball on their run game. Uh, McCaffrey is a stud, and he has the, the star power name. To win that award as well i love geno smith i love what he's done with the seahawks but i think mccaffrey should deserves comeback player of the year so plus 150 i, I think that's a great future i kind of want to give that out i really like that one i yeah i have no arguments here i'm a big c mac fan okay so before we move on to the last section i just want to plug a couple things we got going on your weekly review uh, article newsletter comes out every single week uh do you know when it's coming out next mergy this one uh, will be out this Friday. Uh, it's usually on Mondays or Fridays. Uh, this week will be out on the Friday for sure. Okay, cool. Make sure you guys follow at Mergy Moneyline on Twitter. That'll be out on there as soon as it is released. It's very funny. Mergy is very, very personable in his writing in that, uh, to say the least. So go check that out. Next week, we have two betting edge podcast starting from here on out we're doubling up guys we will be coming at you twice a week for the rest of for the rest of time basically is I'm, yeah. I'm pretty willing to say that right now i feel <laughs> well, like yeah, definitely definitely for the foreseeable future we're <laughs> actually thinking of adding a third one eventually down the line uh but for now the second podcast coming out weekly man made it this is this is what we made the podcast for this is going to be our educational segment it's going to be a betting 101 type beat will usually come out in the later half of the week. Um, and every week we're going to come at you with the lesson where we actually in depth go through the lesson, teach you guys what to do. Um, next week, we're going to talk about how to bet on the NFL playoffs. The week after, as Mayday mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking about live betting and in-game betting and what what to look at when you're live betting, et cetera. So I think the series is going to be great. Um, maybe we can have a couple of guests on for this as well, who are yes. experts in the betting world um, to help us go, go forward with it. Uh, but this way we can have uh, two separate podcasts kind of going on one, one giving out our best, best bets and, and our matchup and interviewing guests, et cetera. And then the next podcast, which is the new one, betting one-on-one will be, Exactly that, betting 101, teaching you how to be successful at sports betting. So, Merge, you mentioned that other episode. That other episode we're going to do, we're also going to keep it NFL-flavored next week as the playoffs are coming up. So that one, we're going to preview all of the playoff matchups for the first week of the NFL playoffs. We're going to have Alex Masfair joining us, uh, and his Twitter is at A-M-A-S-O-N-A-M-A-S on sports. Um, you can find him there. He'll be joining us next week. So look forward to that from us. We'll be all over your feeds. Without further ado, let's get into our final section of the show here, Mergy. I'll let you uh Yeah, have the, the mic, final section buddy. of the show. Oh, how the turntables. Uh, mayday. Mayday, mayday, mayday. 
we learned so much about me. It was time to finally learn about you. You are our love, my lovely co-host here. Uh, we went to school together. We currently work together. We're both footy fans together. I know a lot about you. Let's let the fans get to know a lot about you. Why not, right? So first off, like, Ryan, what m- Ryan May, Mayday Sports, <laughs> what made you get into sports, right? Well, well okay. how, did you, how did you fall in love with, with this amazing thing that we call sports? Quite simply, I come from a family where my grandfather has been a massive sports fan his whole life. He is, he lives in Portsmouth in the UK and he followed his club soccer team so aggressively. He went to every match. He used to travel around England. Uh, He watched the Hampshire rugby team and the cricket team religiously throughout his childhood. He played endless sports and that was one of the first real introductions I had to sport from a young age. He bought me a cricket bat when I was like, Oh man, I must've been like four years old with this plastic cricket bat. (laughs) He brought over from England, carried it in his carry on to, uh, to give to me because he couldn't get one for me in Toronto. And just seeing his, his love for sport was the first thing I remember. And my dad as well, massive sports fan, huge Liverpool fan as it's on my chest right here and actually tattooed just below where that crest um, exists on the shirt. I come from a sports family. The other thing my family really loves is music. And I, how do I say this without sounding like a real fucking cheese ball? Um, Music and sports are one of the only things people can connect on without language. You don't need very much other than ears or you don't even need that in a lot of ways to experience sport and uh, music. So it's something that my family always, always felt was very important for keeping us together. And it's something we did together. And naturally I fell into that. Wow. That's a, I love that quote. Uh, the music and sport, it brings the world together. It goes through language barriers. Exactly what you said. It goes through cultural, cultural barriers, right? We saw it at the world cup. Um, so that's a great, great point to make. Uh, so kind of playing off of that, you mentioned Liverpool. Uh, what, what are your favorite sports teams? What are your favorite sports to watch? You, you mentioned your, your grandfather loved cricket and rugby, um, but you grew up here in Canada. Like, I'm, Are you still into cricket and rugby? I like watching any competition. I'll watch any competition at basically anything. I'll watch hot dog eating competitions from yeah. all the way to five-day Joey cricket Chestnut. test matches. Yeah, man. <laughs> all the way to five-day cricket test matches. If you put it on and tell me exactly what's going on, I can find a way to get into it. But as far as what I really watched growing up, no, I didn't watch too much cricket, too much rugby. It was easier for me to turn on the channel on the television as a kid and watch the Maple Leafs on Hockey Night in Canada or watch the Raptors or watch the Blue Jays. Um, Maple Leafs were unaffordable to go to in person, so I became a huge Blue Jays fan, which were very affordable to go to and always have been. My teams are Toronto-based and Liverpool, and if I had to... and. It's really hard for me to not include Portsmouth, which is my grandfather's team, my mom's team. And I know you're not supposed to have two footy teams, but I kind of do. Liverpool and Portsmouth both have a place in my heart. Those are those are my major teams. And uh, I cheer for England or have cheered for England for most of the world, world footy events leading up to this one. But Canada is kind of starting to uh, sneak in there a little bit more, so... Canadian yeah. and English. I can't decide between the two either. I'm sorry. Well, we can't blame you on that either. Maybe uh, if Canada actually get good on the world stage of, of soccer and England actually get good on the world stage of hockey, uh, you may have to pick between them at that point. One's more likely <laughs> than the other. I can tell you that England is not particularly good at hockey and they don't seem, they don't seem to be uh Heading on that care. track, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. We don't we don't see them at the World Juniors, do we? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but, <laughs> no no dry sidles coming out of the UK right now. <laughs> but, that, but that's great, right? Like that's great that at least you you still found the love for sports despite it being different ones uh, that your your previous family members actually were into. But you've mentioned Portsmouth. Have you been to a Portsmouth game? Yeah, I actually went to two. I'm in the UK right now, so we're coming to you from across oceans. Uh, I've been here for the last three weeks. 
It was actually the first sporting event I went to, a game of Fratton Park, which is their old state, their stadium, which happens to be old from uh, 1898. It's the exact same Holy ground. Crap. Yeah, it's been it's been around and it's been through some pretty big renovations. And there were when you used to have full standing crowds, 60,000, 70,000 people were there. Now, full sitting crowds, you get about 19,000. They're in the third tier of English football, which makes games a little bit tough to watch these days. They're nowhere <laughs> near as exciting as when I grew up. Uh, they won the FA Cup. Some It was a miracle, but they happened to win the FA Cup in 2008. So, yeah, I went to two games this week. They drew 2-2, uh, and then they lost uh, 2-1 at home to a team significantly lower than, than them in the table and promptly fired their manager. So <laughs> my experience this week with Portsmouth has been a little bit tough, but I haven't been able to get to Liverpool. So had to make it up with some other footy, and I'm seeing them next week against Tottenham at Tottenham's new ground. They've managed to draw them in the FA Cup this year. So that'll be fun. That's amazing because Tottenham's new ground is phenomenal. And it's the just NFL getting stadium. That- yeah, this is a stadium that all the NFL teams go play in when they go to the UK. So uh, I hope you enjoy that game. That's going to be a big moment for all you Portsmouth fans. Uh, and Mayday, is, was, if you could pinpoint one moment in your sporting life, uh, you, you did mention a couple of great moments already, but if you could pinpoint one favorite sports moment, what would it be? Oh, it's tough. I mean... I really, really enjoyed watching the Raptors win a championship, but it wasn't a seminal moment for me. I like basketball. I've always enjoyed watching the Raptors, but it's not my, it isn't my number one sport, not my number two sport. That's fair. For me, Liverpool winning the Champions League for the, the first Gerard time. time? No, I wasn't. I was only. I was only seven. <laughs> in the Gerard fair. time, and like I didn't get to watch. That's I fair. watched that back, and obviously, <laughs> coming back from three nil at halftime is a fantastic miracle. I remember that game, man. That game. Was yeah, my wild. dad has a story about how he watched the first half in a pub, got sad, went home, got home, score was three two. And uh, Liverpool ended up winning and he watched the rest of it at home on his own on his couch because he got sad. So, yeah, (laughs) regrets were made. Oh, most definitely. (laughs) Um, But, man, beating Tottenham in that Champions League final after Mm -hmm. having lost lost the Europa League final and lost to Real Madrid the previous two years, I've never had a release of emotion like that after sport, a sporting event. That, That was... That's the moment for me that sticks out above all. COVID kind of ruined Liverpool winning the league. It wasn't as it wasn't as incredible as it was supposed to be. But that Champions League, man, that was still one of the greatest days of my life. It was, yeah, I can imagine it was special. Uh, especially uh, you mentioned the heartbreak the two years in a row, uh, but especially the heartbreak in the final uh, with Salah going down injured, like. It sucks uh, losing a game where when your best player gets injured. So I can imagine because you never know what could have happened if they were there. So I can imagine that was really relieving for all you Liverpool fans uh, seeing that happen. And Salah getting getting the the applause that he deserved after winning that. Mind you, the game itself was really boring. And I really wish it was us on the other side of that because it would have been a more fun game. But uh, you guys couldn't beat Tottenham. I don't know what to tell you. uh, Yeah, yeah, we couldn't, man. Uh, for everyone who says Hugo Lloris sucks at penalties, go watch him save Kunagoro's penalty in that in that quarterfinal because if uh, he didn't save that penalty, then uh, it wouldn't have been done in the final. Uh, but that's amazing. That's, that, that is a great moment. Do you have, like, do you have a jersey from that year? Do you have any memorabilia from that year? Is there something that kind of you hold on to that, that makes you think of it? Or is it just, like, a, a memory kind? I love the jersey from that year, but the actual piece of memorabilia comes from the title winning year the next year that my dad. So there's a, a, a designer, and I will find the, the uh, name of this designer and promo him on my Twitter account. He creates basically beer, beer logos with players' names on it. and Like coasters, right? Coasters, basically. Yeah, with the logos, um, yeah. I've seen it. 
Yeah. You should and show it when actually, I'm back in your room. You know what? That actually <laughs> is from the Champions League because the following thing is from the, the the other thing that I'm talking about is from the league winning season. It's a program from every single game they won wow. in that league league season it's just the front of the program my dad printed that out for me but the coasters my dad ordered me a coaster for every one of the players that started that champions league final and uh i'll I'll send i'll post a picture of it when i get home uh i maybe even get my roommate to send it to me uh that is my favorite piece of liverpool memorabilia that i have by so much it is it's really cool nice nice so i mean now we know more about you as a sports fan uh, but, but how do you get into betting on sports, right? Like, that's what we do here at Sports Grid. That's what we do on this podcast. How do you get into betting on it? I mean, I have the same similar stories as some people. As like I, I watched a lot of sports. I thought I knew kind of how things I – know, I know how momentum shifts go in sports, and I kind of have a little bit more knowledge than a lot of – than some people do. So I would wager with my friends various little things while I was growing up. But it wasn't until we met at school in the College of Sports Media where you started really teaching me about how you can be a serious better, how you can be a an intelligent, profitable sports gambler. And it is actually a game that has winners. It's not <laughs> it's not a hundred percent losers. You can really make money if you're smart, intelligent, diligent and responsible so you did it man that's that's it i we started hanging out we would watch we'd sit down for five hours six hours nfl (laughs) nhl nba slate on roll through the channels three screens lots of bets rolling and that's how i ended up here and uh, i would not be I would not be have made anywhere near as much money. Let's start there. But I would not be in this position had I not met you at the College of Sports Media. Well, uh, I don't know if I should feel good or bad about making you a good, degenerator. Good. But, but, uh, right we now have it's been my very job. Success- yeah, exactly. And we have been very successful at it. Um, so, so no, that's good to hear, right? Like, I think both of us are learning uh, each and more about it every day as we go on to. So that that's great. But... What is your favorite sports betting moment then so far in your short career? Favorite sports betting moment. I had one really, really big parlay that I was, when I was really starting out sports gambling, it was, it was a completely random European soccer (laughs) seven leg parlay that I put, yeah, I put like five, I was, I was really starting out betting it early and I put like $5 on it and it cashed and I was like, looked at my looked in my bet three six five account or whatever bookie i was with at the time and there's like eight hundred dollars in there i was like oh my goodness and to be honest that started out as my main bankroll and i learned from that win so that was my biggest moment but uh since then no seven leggers have been hit no seven leggers have been made i can guarantee you that (laughs) yeah well we stressed it at the beginning of this um this podcast right like episodes ago maybe five six seven episodes ago gotta stay away from the parlays long term but you'll always always remember when parlays hit because that is the oh, best yeah. feeling in the world it's too good too good <laughs> uh and you mentioned you work on uh you work in sports betting give me the day in the life of mayday sports man well i okay so i'll give you i'll give you a day in the life of in the life of a day uh, in the life of Let's say there's a Toronto sports team playing that evening, just for yes. argument's sake. Please include that. So yes. I start my day. I'll usually wake up around 9, 10 in the morning. Uh, I'll mess around for an hour, like getting myself ready. And then I will sit down and prep the day. I will write out everything that needs to be done. Um, make sure I'm organized and ready to roll. I'll usually start by prepping for if if we have a twitter space in the evening i'll start by doing some prep for that i'll listen yep. to some sports grid analysts from the day before check in on some of the sharps that have been releasing their picks early and getting them out there for everyone to look at and i'll usually then consult with you about some of the things that i'm looking at betting uh for the day past that there's not a whole lot that goes on until the evening when everything really kicks into gear. So we'll have a Twitter space at 6 p.m. That'll be over at 7. And then a Leafs game will start at 
seven seven oh five, let's say. <laughs> I will sit and sometimes I'm with you for this, Mergy, because you're involved as well. So I Mergy and I run a company called Fan First Network and we Tell Basic. us about that. What's okay, Fan so First Network? Fan First Network, we do fan reactions outside of every Leafs and Raptors game, every Leafs and Raptors home game, uh, a lot of Blue Jays games, tons of Toronto FC games, Canada footy games. We just basically get out there and see what the fans have to say. We edit them into videos. We get some shorts up. You can follow us on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, at Fan First Network. Um it's a really good time. Honestly, like I get soaked in beer sometimes while I'm out there. <laughs> Samir sometimes has people try to hug him and like pick him up and camera guy has to step in as a bodyguard. It's wild out in the streets, but I have to say it is some of the most fun that I have um, in my week when I'm out there with the fans. We even talk to them about their bets that they had yep. going in the building. Most of them are losers. It's very unfortunate very rare sometimes we get guys walking up to us with signs like i bet ten dollars on matthews or i have a hundred dollars on matthews to win the rocket and like these guys just grab the microphone uh scream their bets at you but yeah so that's a good time that's what um that's what i that's what i prep for around seven o'clock i have to watch the leafs game i or the raptors game whatever it is i need to know what's going on I live just around the corner from the stadium. So the plan is watch the game for two periods, start to put on the our, on the outside stuff because we're filming in the winter in Toronto. Um, and then we walk over to the stadium to Maple Leaf Square. It takes two and a half minutes. We watch the rest of the game with whatever straggling fans are out there in the square on the Jumbotron. And then we get to interviewing. And then sometimes I will come back and we will have to hop on TikTok live. <laughs> There's a whole set of shenanigans that go on once we hit six o'clock and it's kind of just go, go, go until midnight when I desperately try to wind down and go to sleep. And that's a day in the life. Nice. Nice. You usually try to fit in your articles around that time before you sleep. Too, right? <laughs> yeah. If I don't get them done in the couple hours before, before the, uh, before the spaces or anything like that. Yeah. Then it's up till three in the morning and then figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the day in the day in the life. Uh, that's a day in the life of a content creator, especially in our sports industry, right? Like yeah. uh, sports, they happen in the evening when the, the average person is available to watch them. It is what, what can it you is. do. But the fan first uh, network stuff sounds amazing. I'm glad you had a chance to to plug that on here. I love being a part of it. And for those of you listening, please check us out because we're just getting bigger. It's just the beginning. Um, but that's it, man. Like, thank you for for taking this time and and being interviewed today. I, I believe uh, people can finally like like people hear you and I talk every week. Right. And we just did this and we are interviewing new guests every single week. And we just interviewed me the other week. So we had to get you done today. Right. Like now our listeners know a little bit more about both of us personally. And when they hear us talk about uh, certain teams, they know if they should listen to us because we're being factual or if we're just kind of being a little bit of fanatics and hoping for the Leafs because truly I believe this is the year for the Leafs. Bro, on the last episode, we literally both called the Leafs as Stanley Cup winners. We're actually the worst, the worst <laughs> Toronto fans ever. Honestly, dude. No, we're the we're good Toronto fans. We're just uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're just... exactly like all Toronto fans. We're no exactly, different. exactly. We're no um, different. But like we. I'll, okay, I guess I won't defend myself. We're just like no, just don't it. defend it. What do you yeah. mean? There's nothing to defend. We literally uh, every year we're the this is our year crew, and we're, we're, we're part of it. We're part of it. We're part of the problem, and just accept it. It's fine. All of Toronto media is part of the problem, and they won't accept it. So maybe we should just accept it. Um. All right. Well, I I guess that's that's basically it. Um. If you didn't catch our episode where we did the same thing for Samir. Uh, on Spotify, on Apple Music, on Google Podcasts, wherever you want to find us. YouTube, if you want to look at our faces while we 
uh, talk into your ear holes. Sorry, I don't know why I said it like that. Really, really sorry for that one. Um, <laughs> you can do you that as well. That. <laughs> Follow Go Sports Grid Radio on YouTube. Um, if you go to sportsgrid.com, you will find so much gambling insight. It is ridiculous. I'm so thankful to be a part of Sports Grid and a part of all of the things that are going on here, there's they're constantly growing, constantly finding themselves on new uh, platforms, and the hosts are fun. They've welcomed us in really, really, really warmly, and we've had been able to speak to so many of you guys already, and looking forward to hearing from many more of you down the line. Yeah, we, we were trying to get experts experts on every week, so uh, let's hope for it. A quick recap of today's uh, bets that we gave out um, on the Mayday and Moneyline matchup. Ryan's on the Packers minus four and a half. I'm on Lions plus four and a half. Uh, let's hope for a close game, man. Let's get it done. Uh, but in terms of our bets that we gave out, Mayday likes Man City versus Chelsea, both teams to score and City to win, sitting at plus 195. Um, that's in the FA Cup on the weekend. He also likes the Cowboys' first half spread against the Washington Commanders. Also on the weekend, the spread sitting at minus four and a half. Get on that ASAP because I guarantee you by closer to game time, that's going to minus five, minus five and a half. Um, I, on the other hand, I like two uh, NFL games for you guys. I like the Steelers' money line at minus 154. And I like the Kansas City Chiefs to cover the full game spread minus nine and a half against the Vegas Raiders. We also talked about Christian McCaffrey winning comeback player of the year, plus 150. I really think that there's some good value in that. Um, Mayday, I think we're both in agreement on that one. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, and 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 this is the year, the, the Leafs, plus 1,000. No, still no, 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 not again. <laughs> not again. Not again. I'm cutting you off. Uh, before we go, I just wanted to uh, – <laughs> Uh, hard left turn here. I just want to say we're all thinking about DeMar Hamlin. Oh, that yes. was uh, very, very frightening. And thoughts for his family because I really I, – I, I'm at a loss for words f- for the whole thing, to be totally yeah, we, we, I think we all feel the same way. Um, you could see it on the reactions from the, the studio, like the people in the studio trying to cover the game. They were trying not to cry while they were trying to kind of kill time. For the for the broadcast, so I think, uh, yeah, our thoughts and prayers are out to you. Like, hopefully, you get a speedy recovery, and we hate to see that in the sport we love. Yeah, and uh, as far as we know, things are improving. Let's just hope that's what keeps happening. Mergy, you want to send us home, boss? I don't think there's anything left to do today. Yeah, there's not not much left at all. I gave you guys a recap of the bets. Quick recap: the Betting Edge podcast is up twenty freaking units since we started. Uh, so we've been killing it. Thanks to Messi in the World Cup in Argentina, we've been really killing it. Thank you, um, Messi. But, <laughs> but regardless, plus twenty units in just a couple of months. This is just the beginning. We're going to be making money for you all year. So good luck this weekend on your gambling. Make sure to tune in next week because we have two episodes coming. One is going to be educational. One is going to be a preview of the NFL playoffs. So you guys have to tune into both. Take care, gamble responsibly, but most importantly, let's cash, baby. Money, 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 money. Money.